Welcome back to the Green and Black Podcast. Yeah, we took a little bit of a break there, but it's a much-needed break as we are alongside Hawaii football. Starting off the spring semester strong, this is Tanner Hayworth, a senior sports writer at Kaleo, always joined by my ever-present, always-loving sports editor, Reese Nagaoka. Reese, how has the two months treated you? Not that well, actually. I'm very exhausted. <laughs> this week, in particular, just because we have like I have like a bunch of projects that I haven't right. like started. I haven't been feeling well, and you know I think I need to do a little bit of that. It's a great combo of not feeling well and and like, I know like having a and lot it's of... somehow the fifth week of class. Yeah, that's it, that's insane. Yeah, so like I I just sat out like fr- last Friday the weekend kind of well kind of the weekend I had to go to women's basketball. Um, didn't go to. UH football's opening spring practice on Monday, so um, I actually have no idea how that turned out. I didn't even watch like uh, any of the video clips posted by like Rob or Kyle or I don't know who else had, but but from you know what I'm hearing, it's starting off very strong. Uh, as if you didn't know, this is year number two of Timmy Chang at the helm of Hawaii football. And there was a lot of talk going into spring practice that this would be the full implementation of the run and shoot. There's been talks, you know, basically over the last couple of months, you know, Timmy's meeting with June. Um, Roman Sopolu's meeting with Dennis McKnight to learn more run and shoot blocking concepts. Um, yeah, that was according to Stephen Sai uh, from a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's... I think Dan Morrison too. Yeah, right? Dan Morrison, and because he lives in Dallas, where Braden Shager's from. So over the winter, when Braden Shager went home, he and Dan Morrison got you know got together. They got a little bit of help, of course. What also helps is at home you have guys like Bryant Moniz and uh, Withy Allen, who is like the team pastor, which is always a really great way to kind of say, yeah, you know, he'll help with the team. He's you know. Helping them out, you know, wink, wink, don't get on us, NCAA. Um, <laughs> I think they have other issues they need to worry about. Right. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, if you are available from 7 to 9 a.m. The, the, those uh, spring practices will be open. Uh, I believe it's Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Correct. And it might change next week just because you know the super bowl is next sunday so they might take monday off is from what i'm hearing i was told so one of the things that timmy chang said was they were going to take the monday off because i believe i'm paraphrasing his words were i believe the monday after the super bowl should be a national holiday i think it should be too i mean it's the most it's the most viewed sporting event in america i'm just saying if a grand total of Americans are getting together and watching this, just give them the day off, you know? Uh, it's like Punahou Carnival, how Punahou uh, takes the day off after the weekend, uh, after Punahou Carnival. I think it should be much like that, in my opinion. Uh, and I'll tell you what, those weekends were always really great. And it used to fall on Super Bowl weekend. That's how it used to work out. Yeah, really? Yeah, so in if you went to Punahou... Uh, you had that Monday off, and I'll tell you, it was always a it was always a great time. But uh, to get back on track, yeah, the Hawaii football going back to the run and shoot, um, the defense signing a lot, a lot, a lot of guys, as well as seeing a good return of a lot of guys who started last year. Um, I've heard from a couple of guys. I think Christian Chimabuku from KHON two, 
he was talking with uh, ESPN Honolulu's Off the Bench, their new afternoon show. Uh, he was talking with them saying how he feels like the defense is starting ahead of the offense this year. And you see guys return like Peter Manuma. Uh, Matagi Thompson is returning from an early uh, injury from early in the season. You have... Um, um, what was his name? The Mackenzie Barnes, who is also yep. returning from an early season injury from last year. Uh, Logan Taylor, who's looking like the leader of this team so far this year. The big dog, I think that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. I mean, seeing what he did last year, especially how he was just a straight-up leader from last year on special teams especially, I think he's already gotten uh, – he's already gotten uh, – Coach Sheffield's special team player of the day already in day one. So it, it was kind of crazy just to see him emerge from like a second team linebacker and special teamer to like the big guy on their defense. Yeah, he's like the big dog right now, and I think that's what this defense was really lacking early last year. Was there was a lot of really you know solid players, but you just needed someone to come together and tie everyone in because like years before it would have been guys like. Darius Muasau or Corey Bethley. And it's so, it's clear this year that it's Logan Taylor. So it's going to be very fun, I think, watching this team, uh, what, in six months, in half a year from now, <laughs> which is funny because just how early we start spring practice. But when you're going into this off season, going into August – what are you looking forward to in this team? Or what are you looking from this team to improve from last year? Well, I think obviously you have to start with the record, right? I mean, right. three and 10 is, I, it seemed pretty reasonable, I guess, for a first season, especially after everything that happened the off season before. But I feel like you kind of, you kind of need to see a step up. And I think that's what Timmy Chang was kind of like, this is the biggest off season for him, right? That's right. something he said. And he has to, I think he realizes that this is the make or break year for most programs. Usually it's like year three or four, but this is what's year two of his four year contract. If he makes a bowl, he gets an extra year on his contract too. So, I mean, this is a really big year for him, the rainbow warriors. He's trying to restart this identity of the run and shoot. Right. And I think he and his staff got a really good gauge of who they want and they got who they wanted to. And I think when you look at last year's team, especially when we started uh, conference play, a lot of the losses sans the Fresno State and the San Jose game, they were all one-possession losses. Yeah. They were at most like a touchdown game like with uh, Utah State and Wyoming. I think those two were touchdown games. You look at games like San Diego State where they won off of a uh, not a last-second field goal it but a like game-clinching field goal um, after we you know scored a rather quick touchdown, but that's – then and there. Yeah, and then with, um, what was the other game that it we lost? It was Colorado to? State. So they had like a nine-minute drive. And yeah. that just ate up like all the clock. And it was just, I think, too little. I don't know if it was too little time, but it was just, it was very little time left right. on the clock by the time they got it. But I think when you're looking at the team last year, there were a lot of points where you felt good about the defense, but yet it was still kind of like, not you knew it wasn't that great of a defense. Like there were a lot of really great moments where they did stuff opponents' offenses, but you look at the emphasis on defense and recruiting this offseason and you feel a little bit better. You sign a lot of really great 
Juco All-Americans like Justin Sinclair. You get good transfers in like Cam Stone. Uh, Justin Prince from UTEP, I've heard, is pretty good. You know, he's dealing with an injury, I believe, right now. But that's someone that um, DB coach uh, um, Josh Brown is familiar with as he came out from UTEP. So I think when you're looking at this team, I'm feeling great about the defense. The main focus of this team will be that offense and how well we implement the run and shoot and whether or not we have the guys to run it. I think we have a lot of really great talent. It's going to be interesting to see whether the guys we have can flip into the run and shoot and whether guys who were here in the last time the run and shoot was here can kind of flip back. Guys like Jonah Ponoke, who was here during Rolo's time. Um, guys like Kuali Nishigaya who has run the run and shoot. I think they're probably going to have easier times than others. But when you have resources here at the University of Hawaii, like the alums that you have the resources to, like a certain teammate's dad who did pretty well uh, in Hawaii's <laughs> offense, which is, you know, a very good resource to have. Um, I'm excited to watch this offense. There's a lot of really electric guys I'm excited for. Tylen Hines is one of them, obviously. It's hard to not be excited for him, and I'm excited for this running back room, this wide receiver room. And the big question, will Braden Shager be that guy? Is this the payoff year for Braden Shager? That's a good question. I'm. That was the one thing everybody was like, there was no, it was almost hard to end that beginning of the season last year when they had like that rotation of quarterbacks. It was just, there was like no consistency whatsoever. And it kind of showed as well with the offensive system as well. There wasn't that much consistency. And that, I feel like that also kind of played into how that defense started in the beginning of the year. They weren't, you know, too sprightly. They gave up a lot of points, gave up a lot of yardage. And, but they improved as the year went on. But it was just still, when will this offense get together? And I think that is the one thing a lot of people are going to have eyes on this spring. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we'll leave this to the last part of the football discussion here because only the more, you know, football – you know, football savvy people probably more interested in the offensive line. Um, I'm feeling good about our offensive line, at least the interior. Uh, you have guys like Eliki Tanuvasa and Sergio Musao and um, Sergio Musao and um, Taala Maurice Taala. You know, those three guys have seen time at both center and guards. I think the big guy that's important to have in this system is Solo Vaipulu. Because he's been here for what, at least thirteen, fifteen years at this point. <laughs> so he's because he's been here since I remember uh, he was uh, the center for Cole McDonald in in light of Taonga to Ulima from a couple <laughs> a couple of draft classes ago. <laughs> so he's seen his time in the run and shoot. So it's going to be interesting to see who they put in place in that interior of the line because you have all three of those guys that can play the guard and center spot uh, very well. And the big question is, what about the bookends? That's going to be a big question in the left tackle and right tackle. You lose El Manning. You lose Austin Hopp. There's a lot of young guys that are coming up. You have the transfer from Houston. You have the Juco uh, giant uh, Freddie Pelling from the U.K., uh, it's gonna see. It's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how 
his you know size translates to movement, especially in kind of the run and shoot offense where you do have a little bit of a wider set when it comes to uh, blocking schemes. I think as the year goes on, that's just something to watch for. It's not going to be something that you could point out right away and see, hey, this guy's not doing it right. Get him out of here. It's only day two, people. <laughs> I, I do agree that slow is going to be a really big role, but I, I'm going to disagree. I think Aliki is the X factor in that mm. offensive line. I mean, just his leadership. I think he's one of the. He, he might be one of the. He the was only, a captain last year. He might be the only captain returning, right? Could think, be right because it's Diedrich. It was Penae, him, Diedrich, Panay, and Aliki. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a big one, especially because he probably will be their starting center. You probably have Solo, um, Maurice Taala, and Sergio Musa, like you said, at guard. They can move to center. I mean, this offensive line is going to be really, it's going to be really fun to watch. I yeah. think because fun to watch, fun to watch. Yeah, because <laughs> well, Rom- Roman Sapolu, the offensive line coach, is always about versatility. Yeah, can he move this guy to left tackle? Can he also play like left guard? Can he play like center or something? We should like... put Freddie Pelling at center. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Pelling is like the biggest dude I've seen in a while. Like he, when I just see him like walking into the food court, it's like. You can tell that's just him because he's a big dude. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it, it, it'll be fun to see, I think, this offensive line. And there's there's a lot of moving parts. I'm kind of excited to see how the defense will be because they've added a lot of guys. Like, Josh Brown's safeties, They really, he wanted guys who were, like, winners at Juco level. I saw a website that, you know, likes to compile the roster. They, put, they separated the corners and safeties. And I straight up saw 13 corners for... 15 safeties yeah which to be fair they do run that you know safety slash nickel slash linebacker so that can go into that but i just seeing how much they focused in the secondary i think that was very important because i feel like last year once you got past you know the first three guys it got a little at least in the corner spot it got a little bit you know iffy on whether or not that we could cover you know a lot of the really great talent that the Mountain West has at the wide receiver spot. Yeah, it's crazy. So they you, you get Jojo Forrest back, obviously, but then the funny thing was Cam Stone from Wyoming. Right. Which was, <laughs> this is the funny, so I was at the NLI dinner at the, I don't know where it was, Sheraton, I guess. Right. So they're going over, all the coaches are going over their recruits, right? right. So Abel Mimian is talking about Cam Stone and is like, oh yeah, he and Coach Rasu are a little bit of frenemies because <laughs> of the game Cam had against UH last year. And then Abe goes into this kind of, like, whole thing about how Cam, he wants to be here, everything. And then, like, hard recruiting, that sort of thing. But then, like, he ends it with, like, oh, yeah. And he, he, plus, he has a girlfriend here in Hawaii. So that probably <laughs> that probably might play a little bit of a role in it. And everybody's like, yeah. I mean, it helps. It helps, but it yeah. It helps. I mean, let's be – I think that's always a really great tie. You know, a really great way to lure in the top talent. Is to uh, get their girlfriends here. To come <laughs> to the <University> of Hawaii. <laughs> it's great aesthetic for the Instagram. It's you know great content, and then once you graduate, you live in paradise. <laughs> and I think that's a really great way of marketing the university. I mean, I think when you look at this team, I think they've done a really great job in putting themselves out there. Um, I think there's no better man out there to help lead this in other than Abe Elamemian because he's been out here working at the university forever now and seeing him back recruiting the last two years it's it just feels right and I think he's done an amazing job um I can't wait to see what else university can do to help you know market these teams further I mean 
Did you see that um video? The, the destroying. I video? saw the. I didn't watch it. I I watched the entire thing just because I was curious, and it was like he was in the he was in like Lasner's pocket or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> really? he was saying all this really nice stuff about university. You know, he was wearing. I can't remember whose jersey he was wearing. He was wearing Jordan Johnson's jersey, and he was talking with the equipment manager, and they're like, you know, talking about. I can't remember. He's like, hey, whose jersey is this? Oh, it's Jordan Johnson. He's like. You think I can beat him? He's like, <laughs> I think the equipment manager, she goes, well, probably. He's like a lot shorter than you. <laughs> Which I was like, damn. That's you're just brutal. catching Jordan Johnson, like, not even he on the even video. On the- <laughs> <laughs> but it was Man. awesome. I mean, he had a great time here. I think it was uh, Jalen Walthall. <laughs> I think it was Jalen Walthall, Tylen Hines, and Cam Stone that were helping him, you know, escort him around lower campus and upper campus. They had the cart. Uh, so he was, uh, at least destroying was very excited about having the cart to drive around upper campus. The cart is like super fun to just, you just see it in like <laughs> random places. Like I saw it like when I was walking to like my, like my work and then you, you know, you see it and then you see Bodie and Nick, uh, from the <laughs> operations team doing like class checks. So it's just like, Oh, Hey, like, yeah. So it's, it's just one of those like fun, like what do you call those? Like where's Waldo almost? Right. It's just like, Cool cart where's the warriors yeah where's timmy (laughs) (laughs) well it's definitely exciting you know like we said if you're available 7 to 9 a.m monday tuesdays thursdays and fridays go ahead support the guys they like seeing you out there it's always nice to see the fans whenever you possibly can especially when you're out there in a competitive situation like spring practices oh yeah monday the 20th by the way is a holiday so who knows oh yeah (laughs) definitely get definitely get out there then hopefully i can (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to you know games that are happening uh this is certainly an interesting time in the season for hawaii men's basketball because you start last week off with that thursday game against uc davis it was a really bad loss i'm gonna have to say straight up i almost fell asleep a couple times i it just felt so disheartened and it was rough and i was just like Let's just beat up Cal Poly and end the road trip. And that's what they did. But through through the miracles, that is the Big West. Somehow, the top three of the Big West all lost, including, I believe, it, who's the – I can't remember who I lost. I think CSUN beat Santa Barbara. Yeah, CSUN beat Santa Barbara. The worst team of the Big West beats the best team of the Big West, ultimately putting Hawaii back in the tie for third. Um, so much like – uh, Palpatine in the ninth episode of Star Wars. Somehow, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know it's a great opportunity for the men's basketball team. Uh, Aranga is you know he is definitely aware of the situation uh, of that is our basketball team and the you know not putting two good halves together. Sometimes we'll have one in the first. Sometimes we'll have a good second half. Sometimes we won't even have a good just two keep, halves. It is, yeah, it's just <laughs> we went there. So I think when you're looking at this team, especially with you know them starting to deal with more and more injuries, especially at the guard spot, I think only I think Justice Jackson saw like what only a, like a minute of playing time at one point in one of the two games. So you saw a lot of Cody Williams out there. There is a lot of questions for this team. And you hope that the answers for this team 
is offensive consistency. Yes. Doesn't even have to be in one half. You can do it in both halves. Um, you see Kamaka Hepa score 29. That's amazing. Can you do that more often, please? Not even 29. I think Kamaka Hepa does, has an amazing bag. He can shoot the three. He can, sh- he can play in the post. He can shoot the mid-range. Yet, it always feels like he's always thinking about what he could do when he has the ball. Pass. That's what he usually does. <laughs> so, I would love to see Kamaka Hepa, you know, when he gets hot, just give the ball to him. And I love that. I love seeing that Jovan McClanahan is having, like, the best offensive season he's had with the University of Hawaii. I think it was in that UC uh, UC Davis UC Davis game last weekend where he did do where he did have that or was it UC Davis? UC, or UC Davis, Irvine. Yeah. Was that the one he had like seventeen? Yeah, seventeen. Davis? The moment we lost on Thursday, I always mix up UC Davis and UC Irvine somehow. Uh, that's just on me. I think it was UC Davis. It was UC UC Irvine is the one with like the coach Zots. that yeah that <laughs> they're the they're the team that um Iran's coach Iran doesn't. Well, I, don't I, I, I don't know what the official stance is, but Iran and um, Russell Turner from UC Irvine don't get along. Well, Russell Turner doesn't get along with a lot of people. <laughs> so maybe it's it's a Russell Turner thing. I think Turner it's a thing. Russell Turner thing. Because Iran, gets, al- Iran thing. Because Iran gets along with everybody else. Yeah, Iran, you know, is out there like, hey, have a good time, you know? It's like... <laughs> uh, but, you know, back to on topic, Javon McClanahan's having a wonderful season. You know, he's kind of picking up the slack where Noel Coleman's not necessarily having a good repeat of last year. Um, Obviously, this team is great defensively. But like I said before, the main key of this team is offensive consistency. Yeah, like they – it's just – it's so frustrating to see like when they're not scoring or they're not capitalizing on good looks. Like Iran kind of talked about it um, a couple weeks ago. I think it was after their win against Bakersfield. They kind of let the missed shots affect them on in every other aspect. Like I think they were, he referenced something in the second half where they missed a shot, they failed to get back on defense, gave up the gave up the basket, and then I think they turned it over too. And it was just like this one huge spiral that contributed to that second half almost collapse, I guess. Right. And it was Luckily, just, it wasn't a collapse <laughs> entirely. But it was just like one of those things where it was like, yeah, we can't let that affect us. Like right. we we usually it, it I guess before it didn't. But Iran was like, yeah, now it has, so we have to get... A- it's like when you have the skylight, and it's like kind of rotting a little bit, and you look up, and the ceiling is definitely sagging. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that is a... That's a problem. It's <laughs> so a problem for tomorrow, no? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's just that's just got to be the main focus, you know? Like I, when I was talking about offensive consistency, that's what you can really say about the consistency of the University of Hawaii. It's offensive. Yeah. How inconsistent there are sometimes. But yep. when they can't put two good halves together, it is always a great time. So this weekend on Thursday, this will be this is their home week. So on Thursday we'll be we will be going against UC San Diego for the game that kind of counts. Uh thank you the NCAA for that. And then on Saturday will kind of be the bigger game, our revenge game against UC Fuller uh, Cal, Cal State, State Fullerton. Fullerton. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I'll say that to make them mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to drop like eight. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. This student-led podcast just called us UC Fullerton. I think they'll, they're, they're they gonna won't mind. break out the Michael Jordan. Or we'll um, – oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking of a different college. But um, I think when you're looking at Saturday, that's in my 
That's the big game. That's the big game. But do make sure that you go out and, you know, don't support the boys. Support yeah. the boys. Go out Thursday. It's going to be a fun game. You can cheer when, you know, we hopefully put together two good halves. Maybe just one really good second half. Yeah, just, at least. Just make it so that you're still close at halftime. Don't make it where you're, like, down by 20 and have to come back. Right. Because Just that, win, baby. Yeah, just win. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I feel like it should be that simple, but at the same time, it's not. So it always feels like it should be that simple. The the worst is when like <laughs> when we're talking about Kamako is like, right. and he does like the pump face, and it's like, oh, he could have shot it there, and then you hear the guys behind you, it's like, shoot the ball, it's like, <laughs> oh man, I was like, but I mean, who knows? Well, hopefully, they find that consistency. Another team, you know, looking for their offensive consistency are the Wahine. Um Obviously, for different issues, different reasons at least, yes. why there are you know issues with that. As you know, they do lose uh, Jovi Lafotu, Jackie David, Olivia Davies for the rest of the season. It's obvious why they should be dealing with issues. You have Deja Phillips also dealing with you know her own injuries. So it was nice to see that bounce back of a game on Saturday. Like you'd expect them to, you know beat Cal Poly just because you know you always want to beat Cal Poly um but seeing in the way they won it's their first 20 plus point victory since beating Cal Poly (laughs) a year ago uh or more than a year ago I can't remember but I do remember this stat because I pulled it it was this is the most time this is the first time they scored 80 points in the game since March 10th 2021 which is and at one point they had like a 32 point lead yeah. They had, what, five players in double digits? Yeah. Callum Spiller with 19. You got Grandma out there getting loose. McKenna Hare getting 11 points, too. That's was honestly my favorite tweet of last week. Uh, <laughs> just seeing the Grandma emoji on the loose there. So this team, obviously, there's a lot. I think there's still a lot of really great offensive talent. Like I, I, I can't remember who I was saying this with, but this team has the ability to kind of shift how they want to play offense. We have a lot of great three-point shooters in, like, uh, Melani McBee. Uh, McKenna Hare's a good three-point shooter. Ashley Toms can shoot the three. And all of them are pretty good at playing defense. Yeah. Like, that's just Laura Beeman's thing is, you know, being really good on defense. <laughs> so you have, you know, uh, players out there that can do that. You have Deja Phillips who can kind of, you know, slash and shoot when she can. Kellen Spiller can pop from three, and she's working on her own post game. You have Nana Orji, who's just you know will just be out there and be physical all over you. She so. had like two or three blocks. I yeah, think. so so I think it's possible for this team. You know, I don't think we can win the regular season, but I do think that this team can get hot in the Big West tournament and are still viable to win the Big West in the postseason at least. You're right. I think we, I was kind of talking about this with um, uh, I think it's Brian McInnes. Right. It's kind of like this. They kind of didn't really have an identity with their rotation because they were still like playing whoever. Right. And like, unfortunately, like you, you don't have a lot of these people now, so you kind of have to play this rotation you're set with. Like, they started McKenna Hare for the first time this season, both games last week. Uh, Thursday didn't actually turn out too well. No. So, Thursday was a rough game. Saturday actually went like really good. For both good. basketball teams, let's just forget about Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but Saturday went really well, and it was kind of like, like how can it was kind of like how did they make that quick turnaround? Because they went from shooting like I think it was like fifteen of sixty or something to right. like 
I don't know what it was, but it had it was like twenty two twenty two assists on fifty three shots, which is like you love to see it. insane. Yeah, so it was just like they they they've shown that they can put together a complete performance. It's just a matter of like, um, well, number one, can they do it on like a Thursday or the first game? Because I saw this, they they are like one in five on the first game of their Big West, like uh, what do you call those? Like that two game oh, series. Yeah, and then the second game they're like six and zero. Oh. So <laughs> it's like. Can they figure it out? And this you know, is kind of like um, Hawaii baseball. How we, Sundays. On Sunday, we're undefeated on Sunday games, basically. That was crazy because that was another stat. Which I'm, I'm going a little <laughs> off topic, but it was just like you could. The last time they lost a Sunday game, I think you could still withdraw from classes, which was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, going back to women's basketball, I mean, they're, they're what seven and five in the Big West. They're, that's still fifth place, and for the most part, it's still like kind of reachable game. I mean, Long Beach State only has, like, a three-game lead on UH with, like, what, like, eight games left. So it, it's it's harder, but it's not impossible. I do think they can jump up at least a couple more places in the standings if they get their get their stuff together, I guess. Um, I think they just left on their road trip. They're going to play at UC San Diego, which has given them – Really, really tough fits. I mean, they're. I think they're zero and three against them. Yeah, but it's not like it matters. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so you know, you it's have, a blessing and a curse. These games don't matter. If so like. <laughs> you haven't won a game on Thursday in like four weeks, and um, you're playing well. a team that's like you're zero and four against. It's like the perfect storm, guys. Yeah, might as well schedule UC San Diego for like <laughs> Thursday. It's the perfect warm up because thank you, the NCAA. For a system that just doesn't make sense. Can they still not participate in the Big West, or can they just not win the Big West? No, they can't win the Big West, but the games count in the Big West standings. Oh, they do count, they... but they just don't play in the postseason tournament. So, as far as I know, they're not eligible for NCAAs, but if they were like... I think it's one of those things where if they were if they happen to win the Big West tournament, right. they'd probably make like the NIT or something. Right. But Or the WNIT, whatever it's called. Um, but it's just like... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. It's never fun. You know, you feel bad for UC San Diego because, you know, they just have they have their brand new gym, which is a really awesome looking gym, you know, despite their, you know, men's volleyball team that do, you know, love to choke at home there. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I think that's actually, you know, a great segue going into <laughs> men's volleyball <laughs> with the University of Hawaii. You know, they had a bye week last week after their three-game road trip in the uh, Virginias or the Carolinas. North Carolina. It was one of the two. They're the East Coast, basically the same state. It's too Um, far to tell. (laughs) But on that road trip, of course, there was no uh, Jakob the entire time uh, due to just cautionary stuff Mm -hmm. about his non-surgery repaired Mm -hmm. knee. They wanted to make that very clear that it was not the knee that he had surgery on. Um, Then after the first game, no Dimmy? I think Spiros did. Oh, Spiros. Spiros didn't play Belmont, but I can't remember if he, played, if he didn't play the Barton one either. Sorry. I couldn't remember because one of the two of them got sick. No, Spiros was the one that was sick on against Belmont Abbey. Right. But I can't remember. If and he... Dimmy was just there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, Dimmy and Voss just enjoyed their trip. <laughs> so pretty much. So against them in Barton, I guess. So the, no Hawkins, no Mucleus, no, no yeah. Voss. That, they didn't play them. Yeah, it was awesome to see the depth be used. You know, uh, it's not depth unless you use it, as, you know, Charlie Wade likes to say. And it was very much out there. Keone Tim had a lot of really great sets. Um, uh, 
Alaka Itad had a couple of great ones. I think he had Kana. Yeah. yeah, like you said, uh, Alaka had 13 kills on one match. Against so. Spartan, right? So. Yeah. The new Scott Luce, too, new story, got um, all Big West freshmen honors as well from that week, too. So that was awesome. Brett Shuey got to play Setter again. Like, yeah, Shuey was... with the reversible jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he should get one. I think it should only be fair if he can you know. Um, but now you get the week of rest here, and they head out to Stanford for a matchup against what? They're number seven th- right now? I think they're number eight. It's one the of the two. Um, I don't, to I don't... be honest, it really doesn't matter when you're number one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, too, I, I want to say is I got I, I put this thing up. I deleted it, but I was right. just like to like, – I'm kind of agreeing with everybody in the national men's volleyball media. Why is UC Santa Barbara at two at like fourteen and two at seven record? Like even though they lost, like they lost to a lot of top ten teams, I right. will say. But like when you have a team that's another team that's like eight and zero in Charleston, I would feel that's at least a fringe. I feel like when you're talking about those kind of polls, a lot of it doesn't matter because they don't care. That's true. <laughs> not I, to be like, uh, not to be like, I don't care. Shut up. But, like, that's what it feels like when it comes to at least the NCAA rankings, where but, it just doesn't make sense sometimes. Honestly, though, kind of makes sense for us who are seeing number one, so it's all good. I, it was, you know, I think it was AVCA, but it was like... Oh, a- AVCA, But it was sorry. just like, I guess it's just the coaches voting, I guess. They so. both have the CA at the end. It just <laughs> it just flows too well. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. Of course, why would I think the NCAA is doing anything? They're doing absolutely nothing for the marketing of the game. so bad. So, um, (laughs) despite all of that, um, do we know if Jakob is making the trip? He probably should, right? It's a top top 10 game. It's like a replay of last year, except we didn't lose to Ball State on the road. Because you didn't have Jakob either last year for the road trip until that Stanford game. I feel like personally, if Jakob did not go, I wouldn't be super worried. I would be a little bit worried just because it's always just nerve wracking to not have, you know, Jakob out there because he does have that chemistry with the guys. I don't say that Shuey doesn't have the chemistry, but it's two different setters. You know what I mean? So I'd assume that even though, you know, they're the two of the better guys out there. There would have to be some difference between the two. I would think if you held the guy out two weeks ago for precaution, he, he would be ready for this week. Right. So I'm assuming he's going to travel. Right. Um, don't quote me on that, but I it, I feel like it's safe to say, especially because it's a top 10 series, right? It's going to be number one versus number eight in the ABCA poll. I don't know what the off-the-block poll was. It was probably number one versus number seven or eight or whatever. But, I mean, it'll be... It'll be something worth watching, I guess, if you... It'll be on the Pac-12 network. Yes. Or you could listen to it for free on ESPN Honolulu, you know. Just saying. Can They need to do something. This is really random, but, like, the Tiff Well simulcast, that needs to happen more. <laughs> what, where they did the ES... Where they, where they just put the microphone in front of Tiff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, behind the scenes, look, Tiff Wells, he is the... Uh, uh, play-by-play caller for ESPN Honolulu for uh, UH Men's and Wahine Volleyball. He went on the road trip, and at one of the schools, they had a broadcast going, but they didn't have anyone to call the game. And so they just asked very nicely, what if we just put our microphone right in front of you? And, you know, we obliged. <laughs> 
But um, you know, you know, I was just going to my sources. You know, when we're talking about Jakob Tella, the most I've gotten is you know the shrug emoji. <laughs> Um, just so we, we, I don't think we'll know until we get there. You know, I think it'll be, you know, all the same. Good luck to them. You know, a lot of guys got rest. I think much needed rest like Chaz Galloway. You know, he's dealing with a couple of ankle stuff. Um, Spiros, Dimi and Spiros, Spiros, you know, lost got a rest. They I could mean. always do with some rest. So. Yeah. I mean, everybody shout could. out to the guys for getting rest <laughs> as well as a bye week Um, some more important stuff that is happening this week on Friday is the opening of Cool in the Gang. Uh, Bob Coolin's Wahine softball squad is kicking it off this weekend or tipping it off. Tipping it off? Teeing it off? Opening day? I opening know, day? I don't know what you call it. <laughs> We're really bad at this, aren't we? <laughs> well, I mean, I've tried to do this before, and I don't know what is the baseball version of tipping it off slash kicking it off first pitch i don't know who knows first pitch is on friday <laughs> and i'm you know i think this is going to be another fun year for hawaii softball last year they finished uh third i think it was third. in the big west i think they f- are projected to be third in the coaches bowl as well for the big west and there's a lot to be excited for uh for this team if you are a fan of pitching in softball you finally can watch more than three players pitch this year <laughs> for Hawaii softball as uh, Bob Coolin kind of went out there trying to get his probably as many pitchers as he possibly could after only having basically one and a half, he said, last year. Is that what he is, like, coined and saying? I think it was because he used Brianna Lopez a lot. And then <laughs> um, I can't remember who else. I think he used Ashley Murphy at one point because she was the one who gave up the home run to Jocelyn. Right, Olo. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're really there's, bad. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of really great players to watch out for. The one thing for this team, you're going to have to deal with the void of Navai Kaupe who has, was, has, you know, just perennially the last two years since transferring from Washington been a really solid and reliable player for the softball team. Um, and it's a lot of power hitting that you lose without Calpe uh, out there, as well as, you know, being very reliable at the shortstop position. So I think that's going to be something to watch out for. I'm going to be excited out there. I think I'm watching for Maya Nakamura to have a really great year. Uh, she was always... Pretty good last year. I think she had second team honors in the Big West. So I think she's probably... I'm feeling good about her having a good year. As well as, you know, the obvious... Um, <laughs> Brianna Lopez. <laughs> yes. You know. You know, the, it's hard the, to not say that she's probably going to be kind of the player that's going to be focused on all year long uh, when you're talking about Big West softball. Well, I mean, you look at her numbers last year. We finally pulled it up. So they actually only used, like, four pitchers all season, which is crazy because you have – it's Brianna Lopez, Ashley Murphy, like, and then um, – hoping to say this right. Chloe Borges? 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 Borges or Borges? I feel like we should know this as people, but – Seeing as we are the, like, sports desk, you'd think we'd know. And then Sarah uh, Cira, Cira Bartolotti. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bartolotti. Bartolotti, my bad. And, yeah, come on, man. Yeah. This is really – we were really bad at this last yeah. year because we, we, we barely covered softball. Yeah, we were really bad. We're hopefully going to get much better. Uh, last year there was only three of us and kind of, like, really only two of us. Or two of them, I'll say. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. 
Yeah, and, you know, I think there's going to be a lot that we have to look at, right? Because you Well, one player to watch out for, if we're going to go for that, I think someone that uh, Bob Coolin talked a lot of big game about was Malia uh, Shaojin. I'm hoping to God that that is right. (laughs) (laughs) But she is coming in from, you know, a softball powerhouse in Oregon State. Um, So she's looking like to be a big uh, player, at least in this team. And at least I know that Bob's talked about her a couple of times already. So I think she's going to be someone to be looking out for uh, when you go out to the softball complex. By the way, free tickets. So you could just go and watch if you have free time. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of different players. I feel like we're really bad at this, but, like, yes, there are. Let's just go over who they have from last year. Because you have Maya Nakamura, right? Second team, Big West. Um, Kaina Kali'inoi was honorable mention. You have Brianna Lopez, like we said. Uh, probably the the ace, I guess, yeah. in, on that pitching staff, which is crazy. And you have a lot of other pieces. I think Dallas Millwood is back. She had another... Well, she she's had a pretty good year. She's the one that, like, the videos show, right? Because yeah. she had that walk-off home run against Fullerton. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where you have, like, a lot of, uh, a lot to look forward to, actually. I think this is going to be a really fun year for them. <laughs> hopefully they can, hopefully they can take down some of these things. It was funny, because I remember when we uh, talked to Coach Bob about, you know, when they were going to add the Big West tournament in 25. Yeah. He was like, yeah, so, like, what happened last year is we used all our energy to win against Fullerton, and then we just lost it all against Davis, or whoever the next week's <laughs> opponent was. I was like, yeah, that's pretty Which is bl- fair. That's Which pretty blunt, but, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> all right. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm shooting for Bob as, you know, as I always am. You know, he's been here for, what, Before. 85 years, eight, 90 years now he's been here for? <laughs> He might be the He's lo- on 1100 wins, isn't he or something like that? Something like. So he is on like- I remember we made we wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you wrote Dude, this. Dude, a year goes by, you know, and you're surprised with how bad your memory gets. It's bad. Look, I have the excuse of like concussions in high school that just forever just like just mess with my memory. <laughs> I don't know my excuse. Where's your excuse, I don't know. Reese? Because it's you're bad. You're tired. You're you're you know, you are coming off a week of being sick. So your so your brain is probably a little rattled. You know what though? It's worse though because I feel like I bet if we went into baseball, I could probably do a lot better than that. Than right. I-, I mean like when we talk about baseball, there's a lot to look forward to. You were jumping from that twenty seven to forty man roster. We're starting off Operation Tropical Swarm instead of, you know, the traditional starting pitcher route. Um, we're still probably going small ball because that's just how Richel deals, probably. Right? I'm sure there'll be some dingers though, right? I mean, you have. Ki- I mean, you gotta when, have some dingers when you have guys like Jacob Igawa and Kaisen Donner. At least dingers can... in other parks. <laughs> <laughs> there will be. I will. Will it be a jinx if I say there will at least be one home run in the out of West Murakami Stadium this year I, I by think... Hawaii? By the way, not not yeah, by another team. I think that's fair to say. You know. Like, Cole had a couple of really great home runs last year. I think Matt Wong had one. Yeah, so I... and Igawa had one as well, right? I, I'm excited for this team. There's a lot of really great returning guys. I'm excited to watch guys like Matt Wong, like Igawa, Dallas J. Don't forget the J, people. We had to Don't go call over, him Dallas Duarte. That's we had to weird. we had to go over that again. We was like, oh, what did we call you again? Dallas, Dallas J? It's like saying Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. You don't say Stephen Smith. 
It's like you don't say Joe Green when you're referring to Mean Joe Green. Don't say that. Don't go up to someone and say, my favorite Steeler of all time is Joe Green. Because guaranteed, you're going to hear mostly, who? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, Mean Joe Green. Okay. But uh, like I was saying, I think that's going to be another thing to be excited about. They also finished third in the Big yeah. West. Which so, is like the highest they finished in a best I, record in the Big West. It's the first time I, I only know this Hawaii. because I wrote an article for the print issue. By the way, it's out. Check it out. It's available on the stands here on campus. That was their first winning record, I think, in the big since they joined the Big West right. in conference play, which was Thanks, ten years. Yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that, but um, <laughs> that's 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 as much as we're going to say about Trap right there. Thanks, yeah. Trap. Yeah, but um, well, it'll be fun. I think we saw. Everybody was like, Harry Gustin made a really big leap from someone who, um, I guess, was like a spot starter, occasional reliever, and then he suffered a freak injury last year, shagging fly balls on the warning track. So, he's upped his game. Um, Randy Abshire from Arizona, there's another one that might get a little more um, attention in that starting rotation. I feel like you're going to learn a lot about these pitchers. Because you will be seeing all of them. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be saying, okay, he's going to come in for an inning. Okay. Okay, there goes Trevor Ichimura. Okay, here comes Ty Atkins. Get your popcorn ready. Uh, No, there he goes. That was an inning. Uh, (laughs) I want Ty Atkins to bring out the conch shell to it. (laughs) Someone's got to bring out the uh, AMC theater opening. <laughs> I I, we, I think we will see a little more, but I feel like you have to. Re, you're gonna Rich is gonna rely on the guys. Yeah, he trusts the most, which is probably Ty Atkins, Dalton Rennie, maybe Cameron Hagen. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, it'll. Be, I mean, I think if there's a pitcher that I'm excited to see more of, I'm excited. I hope that Trevor Ichimura gets more time. Oh yes, because he did awesome in that six hour San Diego State game. Oh yeah. Where he was basically relied on for a couple of innings because we decided to do an inning a, a pitcher an inning and then we were just kind of left out to dry for a little bit there. So Trevor Ichimura was just kind of hanging it hanging in there, making sure that Hawaii could, you know, at least survive and somehow come out with a win in that six hour game. He took A Bs too in that game too, yeah. right? Because they burned the DH to go put Dallas J back <laughs> in that behind the plate and I was like Okay, this is interesting. Man. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what I don't remember what he did. I asked Rich about that six hour game, and the only words I got from that was, "I hope we never do that ever again." <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to share from your talk with Rich? Like we we have in the middle of our talk, it started raining, and I'm a per you know I grew up in Manoa. I have always instinctively said as soon as it starts raining, I'm like, good omen. It started raining, and I kind of bring it up, try to make a funny segue into talking about the Adidas, the new drip. I try to talk about it. He's like, you know, that's a really good omen. And I was like, <laughs> like that's my line. And, uh, and at one point in the middle of our interview, a monarch butterfly just kind of flew right in between us. It just fluttered and went away. He's like, yeah, that was a good omen. And so was that monarch butterfly. And I'm like, I think that says a lot for the season right there, probably. And so, who knows? Maybe this is the year we win the Big West. And if it is, then, you know what? I would love to thank that butterfly that flew in between me and Rich. It's a good start, yeah. yeah I think it's a great start. And, you know, I think it's a great, you know, time to finish the podcast. Yep. You know, it's a great first one of the year, first one of 2023. 
Um, you know, as we finish off this week, I want to bring back a good old tradition, and I know you're not prepared for this, so I apologize. I'm going to bring back the old tradition of, you know, a song to describe the week. And I'm going to say, for me, I'm going to go with uh, a, a new, a newly uh, awarded Grammy artist, Steve Lacey, uh, his hit, uh, Bad Habit. Because right now, Hawaii basketball, both ones, we don't want to get into those bad habits, you know, of those bad, you know, not putting together two good halves, you know, being more consistent on offense. We got to get out of that, you know. So that's what I'm looking for uh, from at least these two teams when they, you know, play on Thursday and Saturday, you know, to get out of those bad habits. Great wow. song. You went really, opinion. yeah, that's a great song choice. You went really deep with that. <laughs> and you're right, I wasn't, pre- well, to be fair, we weren't prepared for today's episode. No, <laughs> but we never are. I, I was definitely not prepared for this, but um, <laughs> honestly, I don't really know. I'll just go with like, let's go Lavender Haze, Taylor Swift. Just, mm. just, I'm just feeling it that week, this week. It's just, it's, it's just one of those weeks. It's just one of those weeks where it's like, this is going to be the song I'm going to listen to when I'm walking that's to class. That's my favorite song from Midnight's. Yeah, that's, that's the like, probably the one song on my playlist. <laughs> That made my playlist from that album. <laughs> There's a couple ones. Yeah, there were a couple, but that was the one that was. I like, like Antihero. Antihero is fun. It gets stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also a good one. Whenever I, I think of Antihero, oh, what was it? I think it was the uh, there was that uh, <laughs> there was that like weird argument on Twitter between Hawaii football fans, and like I remember wanting to post a thing about somebody and just like <laughs> just saying. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I remember being ready with it, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to start up bad blood right it's here. It's so hard. Another Taylor Swift song. <laughs> it's well, it's hard. It's hard to figure out when the, what you want to start a thing. So, like, my thing with the Santa Barbara thing is I put the thing from the, the Knives Out sequel where Daniel Qu- Craig's like, it's, du- it's so dumb. And then the person's like, it's so dumb. It's brilliant. No. It's just dumb. That's what I would put that out about. That should be that should be the intro to our podcast. <laughs> but I did that for UC Santa Barbara, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna put. This. I should delete this. We should save that for our podcast. Yeah, I think that that's a perfect bio to what the green and black is. You know, we 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 tell ourselves every week we're gonna be prepared for this, and then Tuesday comes by, and we're like, oh crap. <laughs> well, let's just do it, and just like that, we did it. It turned out well, I think. I thought so. Well, uh, like you said, you know, this week is a lot of UH games. Thursday, Saturday, go support men's basketball. Friday, go support softball. I'm sure there's other, like, tennis matches also going on I this believe week. tennis is this week at the UH Tennis Complex. <coughs> at the UH Tennis Complex. So that's going to be, you know, exciting to see. Go out there. Go watch Andre Iligan. <laughs> no, who's the... Um... I feel like we forgot. Who's the Big West player of the week? I can't remember. Was it Axel Lebruni? Could have been. <laughs> we're really bad for sports writers, aren't we? We try our best, but we're only two people and we're very busy. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, you know, Tanner Hayworth, Breeze Nakaoka. We'll see you next week, hopefully, and we'll be prepared next week. <laughs> Thank no, you. We, no, we won't. <laughs> we'll, we'll try, at least. Thank you very much.